You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Tony, we're doing a little two-sport action today. Only four games on the NBA slate. We're still going to talk a little bit about Championship Sunday, getting everybody ready to win a little bit of cash. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, you know. It was a decent night last night in the NBA. Uh, cash some money. And now we look at a four-game slate. I'll tell you what, tonight's a weird four-game slate because there's a lot of superstar players tonight. Uh, but we did lose one of them that will be there. And we have one returning. Yeah, absolutely. We have Kyrie Irving, who looks like he will not be going for the Boston Celtics. But the Rockets get their beard back. James Harden will be back in the backcourt along with uh, El Chapo CP3. And it's good because some of these Rockets are suspended uh, for the next couple of games, right? Yeah, they uh, like to fight and uh, go into the locker. Now, they didn't really fight, so I guess they were suspended for trespassing. Right, and here's the, you're absolutely right. And I wanted to ask you this yesterday, Tony, also, when we were talking about a Aflalo, um, how he swung wildly. Does it matter if he connects on the punch or not when it comes to the discipline? I guess it does because he got a two-game suspension, so it's all about intent. That's what I'm saying. It's the inputs, not the outputs, right? Right, right. So you don't have to be good and actually land something, which is kind of crazy, right? Because here's the truth, right? If he landed and broke the guy's jaw, he would have got more than two-game suspension. So – yeah, there's there's no consistency here. We need to appeal, appeal, appeal. I agree. And, and and think about it like, you know, I think about how they do it with, say, like the Danny Trevathian hit, you know, and Rob Gronkowski as well. Do you think it matters more? Should you get suspended longer if that player, you know, then misses a game in the concussion protocol? Should you, like, miss the same amount of time as the person you jack in the mouth? Like, Rufnet Odor, let's take it to baseball also, yeah. when he knocks out Joey Bats, right? Should he just yeah. have to sit out as long as the other person sits out? Would that be equal, or is it really just about intent and the input? The other, that rule could never work, the one where Rufnet Odor and Jose Batista would be suspended for the same amount of time. Because then you get a brain like Bill Belichick will say, you know what? Yep. I'll use my extra team That's player right. and I'll have him fight Ben Roethlisberger. Yep. And I'll have him stay out forever. <laughs> I always thought. I always thought. I'm remembering of. Uh, remember, like the Knicks Bulls brawl in the playoffs. I think like Chris Childs and Charlie Ward. I always wanted the Knicks to send their 12th guy off the bench and get in the fight with Jordan. And then you know, like you'll both be suspended for the next two games, and then maybe the Knicks could have actually advanced. I've always been on that strategy: keep a guy at the bottom of the bench just to cause a ruckus. Hockey did it for a long time, right? Hockey did it for a long time. So I don't know why the other sports, it doesn't catch up. I've thought about it so many times in basketball back in the day. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we will see if there's any fights on the horizon tonight. I mean, the uh, uh, some of these teams are back in effect that uh, we're out there. Will the Houston Rockets, you know, get a little feisty on their home floor? We'll find out. We got four games in the association to go through. Trying to help you win a little bit of cash. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata right here on Lineup Lock Live. We are presented by DailyRoto.com today and every day and brought to you right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on back. 
friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the Draft Kings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell Greg Sussman say it. Welcome back. It is Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Tony, we only got four games in the association. You mentioned Kyrie Irving. Probably not going to make this game. Marcus Smart for the Boston Celtics also missed practice. So we got to see. Maybe there's some opportunities there. James Harden coming back from the Rockets. The other thing I wanted to ask you, Tony, though, just like, what was it, on Tuesday when we had a four-game slate? Two of these games have totals above 220. And the other two are around two ten. Are you uh, are you stacking a lot in this uh, Magic Cavs game, and then in T Wolves Rockets? No, and, and, you know it, it, that would just looking at it at face value. Yes, that's the way to go. But when you take Kyrie Irving out, a superstar, mm. that means there's going to be cheap players there. So uh, we'll go through that. And the James Harden thing screwing things up. One little thing. It, it's not a uh, uh, really going to be a fantasy option. But Derek Rose is going to return yeah. tonight for basketball uh, there. And, you know, I got a journalist question for you. Okay. A journalist question. If you work for the Boston Globe and you follow the team, the Patriots, all year round, do you feel it's your duty to report the truth if the Patriots don't want you to? Is it my duty? Um, here's the thing. If I was a like, like actually for like a Boston paper, what I also have to consider is my ability to continue to have access to the team. Right. Right. right and right. that is the other part about it, right? And that's why some of these other bloggers and on social media, because you don't have to care about the working relationship, right? So I could be like, yo, TB12 mispracticed again, got downgraded. I'm a little skeptical, uh, right? But if you have a relationship and you need to be the beat writer and you need to be able to be in that building and continue to have your sources, then yeah, you're in bed with them a little bit. You kind of, uh, I don't think you peddle fake news, but I do think you have to uh, try to make sure uh, you play nice in the sandbox. Yeah, because I'm surprised. The, the uh, Boston Globe reported the truth today. Tom Brady did practice today. The Patriots reported that he uh, limited practice. But what they do is they open up to the media. As soon as the media went away, he practiced, and the Globe reported that they felt the Patriots felt he didn't do enough to earn the limited. I saw that. I saw that. There's a certain threshold you need <laughs> to be able to be at limited. So, like, riding the exercise bike all day yeah. does not check that box. You have to actually maybe so, get into, you know, position group drills or whatever it is. I, I know someone that works works for the Patriots, and I knew he had practice today, and they didn't know what he did or what he didn't do. And I was surprised that the Globe would report this. I was like, oh, man, you know, that must be hard to go show up the next day. Maybe. I got to tell you the truth, Tony. When you uh, started asking me about the Boston Globe and if I would keep it to myself, I didn't know you were talking about Tom Brady. I thought maybe you were talking about the Archdiocese. 
Oh, jeez. No, that's, <laughs> no, that's a whole different I, one? I, I, I read through that for 20 years every day. Oh, my God. Hey, fair enough. Hey, let's, while we're talking about Boston, talk about this game. The process comes to Beantown as the Philadelphia 76ers are in Boston to take on the Celtics. The Celtics are four-and-a-half-point favorites. 211 is the total. Now, now, Tony, we talk about how the Celtics are, like, you know, right now the number two defense in the NBA. They're yeah. only giving up 98 points. Does that impact? impact your thinking on guys like Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid? I would think not for Embiid because, as you mentioned before, their big man Horford is really only like 6'9", 6'10". I could see Embiid having a field day with his 27.5% usage rate. I like him tonight. He's under 10000 uh, on DraftKings, which uh, is a reflection of the price being low because of uh, the uh, Celtics' defensive prowess. But just like Anthony Davis, I told you that there's no one to cover him. I don't right. think anyone can cover Joel Embiid tonight. So I like him tonight. And I, I don't like this, but we're going to have to do this. We're going to go Terry Rozier tonight because he's going to play off the bench with the second unit, but he's going to play more minutes. And he's putting up big numbers, and his price is only 4700 Like, even if Kyrie Irving played, you could play him. But with Kyrie out, you could play him. And then you got to go Marcus Smart. He missed practice this morning. He's sick. He's going to start. His price tag is only 5100 bucks. You got to take the risk, and you got to play it because I got a feeling if he plays well, they don't defend at all Philadelphia either. Um, he could put up thirty fantasy points, and if you don't have him in your lineup, it could be tough to come back from that. So I like I like him tonight, and I'm, I'm, it's nothing safe. I mean, even when we get advanced notice, Kyrie Irving's out. We get it backed up, and the, the welcome to DFS NBA that the guy you know the guy taking his place has been sick and missed practice this morning. Yeah, that doesn't really help you. Let me ask you this, though. Because of the uncertainty at the point guard position, might that be more reason to go with one of these young wing players for the Celtics, the Jalen Browns, the Jason Tatums? I know you mentioned the other day that Tatums, you know, coming back from the injury, still rounding into form. But what about this in a matchup against Philadelphia, you know, Brown or Tatum? Are they viable on this four-game slate? I think you could make you could make the case for Brown. Uh, Tatum hasn't looked good since coming back, so I don't know if he's fully healthy or or what, or if he's going to get the opportunity there. But Jalen Brown, you certainly could make the case for. Go ahead and using him uh, if you wanted to go in and grab some Celtics there. All right, fair enough. And just because I, I didn't really catch it, Tony, we talked about Embiid. What about Simmons? I mean, I I haven't seen Simmons below eight thousand like he is tonight. Is that because uh, the respect of the defense for the Boston Celtics, yeah. or maybe that they think it could be a close game and Ben Simmons might have to shoot some free throws? <laughs> I think it's the defensive prowess, but both are good points. And here's the thing. The Celtics are actually a better defensive team with Kyrie Irving out of the lineup. Marcus mm. Smart is one of the better defenders in the league, and he'll get Ben Simmons one-on-one there. So I think that's a tough case there. You could also, uh, if you wanted to, and take a cheap flyer, uh, J.J. Redick is out, and Jared Bayless is supposed to start. It's not a great matchup, but he's cheap, and he's going to play 30 minutes. And on FanDuel, he's got a really nice salary. And T.J. McConnell is another guy you could take flyer. Both those guys can get to play because of the J.J. Redick injury. I'm not using either of them, but they're they're available out there, and I think there's some other cheap guys we can use. All right, fair enough. So there are some also some low-cost options in this game. Tony, in this game, we were talking about the defense that can be played by the Boston Celtics. Let me tell you something. In our next game, I do not expect much defense to be played. I'm talking about the Orlando Magic and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs are 25th in the NBA defensively. The Magic are 28th in the NBA defensively. So no wonder the total of this game is two. 126. But, Tony, I really got to ask you, what's up with the Cleveland Cavaliers? They have lost four in a row. They have lost eight of their last ten. What's going on with the squad? 
they're defensively, they're te- like, I don't know, they're terrible. They let up points to everybody. So I think it's something they can fix, and I think it's something they've gone through in the past. But it's not helping. Like, now you bring in Isaiah Thomas, so now you're changing the rotation. You're changing the way you play. You're going to bring back Derrick Rose. He's going to play a couple minutes. I don't think he makes a big uh, difference. But you move in Kevin Love at center, and Tristan Thompson some nights playing center. At power forward, Jay Crowder hasn't played as good as they thought he would play. He's been in a lot. A lot of, they need to find a rotation, stick to it, and, and just work on that defensively because I think the constant changes in the lineup – is not helping things either. Yeah, you got to know your role to be able yeah. to perform in your role. This is not only the case in uh, you know major league bullpen, shall we say? But then talk to me about this Orlando Magic team. There's when I hear that Tony, when I think about they're facing one of the worst defensive teams that don't have their way, don't have their responsibilities down. I actually tend to look to see who is really cheap, who can wind up popping off today. What about a guy like Jonathan Simmons at only forty six hundred? You might you take him uh i know you like at times guys like elf payton payton and uh fournier as well jonathan simmons is the only guy i won't play in the okay. starting line <laughs> and hit the reason being is mario hazonia has been playing mm. a lot too lately like he's been he's been hitting three points so he's been getting more, more and more playing time it's a great matchup but the problem is they're splitting time there uh aaron gordon to me is probably one of the guys you start your lineups with today i think evan fournier is the same way now, Fournier, the only problem with him is he doesn't get a lot of rebounds or assists, so he's got to score those points. He put up 32 the other night. And then Alfred Payton at the point guard. I'm not using Bismarck Biombo, who plays center, but he's a guy that's going to put up 13, 14 rebounds. They don't really have another center um, in the lineup there. And if he gets double-digit points by being fouled and putting back in, you get a decent fantasy night at a cheap price. But I think Gordon, Fournier, and Alfred Payton are all guys you can play tonight. I think Bismarck Biombo there. And then Simmons and Hazoni. Because they cancel each other out, I'm probably going to avoid those guys. But to be honest, it is a great matchup. Yeah, wait a second. Let me ask you this. When you were talking about Biombo, you said at the price. He, he's 6,200 tonight, Tony, on DraftKings. Like, this is not a complete punt play at center if you're going with Bismack Biombo. His last two games, 48 and 51 fantasy points. I mean, like, I guess, yeah, sure. That'll be, that'll take, I'll take, I'll take eight, nine X. Sure. He had five, he had five block shots in his last game. Um, he's just been putting up monster numbers when he's getting the playing time and he's turned himself in to a guy that was just an elite uh, defender. And now he's getting some points around the basket. He's putting it up there. So he's got 48 and 51 in his last two games. He had a 30 uh, before that and a 17. And then he go back a couple and he had a 41 and 34. So he's putting up five times that salary pretty regularly. All right, fair enough. And we know about LeBron James. We know about Kevin Love. We know what IT4 can do. I'm struck by the fact that J.R. Smith and Jay Crowder are both 3,700 tonight. Um, does that motivate you with either one of them? No, they get lost in the shuffle. I mean, you could take a sh- I'll take a shot on Jay Crowder before J.R. Smith because Jay Crowder will get me some rebounds too as well as the points. Jared Smith's only going to get shots, so he doesn't get there. Isaiah Thomas, though, now you can play him. You can definitely put him in your lineup in LeBron James. Those are the two guys to play in this one. But go balance tonight. Don't go everything on LeBron. All right, fair enough. So we're going to find some seven, $8,000 players, and maybe there'll be some in our next game when we come back. It is Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com, Dane Martinez, and Tony Sincata. Two games down, two games to go. We'll be right back. Thank you. 
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata talking you through a four-game slate on a Thursday in the NBA. Then we'll talk a little bit about Championship Sunday as well. Tony, this next game I find very interesting because I think this is going to wind up potentially being a Western Conference semifinal that could be really, really exciting. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Houston Rockets in Houston where the Rockets are five-point favorites 222 is the total in this one um which of these which of these t-wolves do you like i mean jimmy butler has been putting this team on his back playing like an mvp lately is 8800 too rich for your blood or do you like him no i like him tonight i don't have him in my lineup and uh kind of wondering why i don't well he's tony he's he's 8800 in DraftKings, but ten thousand on FanDuel tonight yeah Oh, he's certainly put up $10,000 numbers uh, as of late. He's been on a run. Uh, I, I did this for the NBA in play this morning, and some of the numbers are alarming for Jimmy Butler at how good he's played. And the other guy that's played really well, which you can't use in DFS, I don't think, tonight, uh, but his price tag is alluring, is Andrew Wiggins at 5800 mm-hmm. bucks. They don't defend the position well. The crazy thing about Wiggins, Wiggins has played – the entire first quarter in the entire third quarter in every game since January 1st. Now, people talk about Tom Thibodeau, right, and not using any bench and wearing these guys down. I don't think I've ever seen that before in an NBA game. Like, that's YMCA stuff, that this guy's played every minute of the first and third quarter for, I mean, it's been 19 days, seven games. Sounds like uh, some very interesting data you may need for the NBA in-play product. If you want to talk about this game, you know, he Wiggins is obviously a uh, first or third quarter kind of guy, huh? Yeah, so, I'll, yeah, he's that. I, I don't, I'm not going to use him because he doesn't rebound enough, and he doesn't, but he's been on fire. So you, you can get away if you needed 5800 bucks, you need a cheap salary. I, I'll tell you the truth, I had 6600 left over my utility and I went with Alfred Payton, and, and him and Wiggins are pretty close, to tell you the truth there. And he saved a little money with Andrew Wiggins. Kyle uh, Anthony Towns, the price on FanDuel is 9200 DraftKings 9100 I, I talked about Biombo uh, out there. Mm-hmm. I talked about Embiid. I like those uh, dollar values better. Kyle Anthony Towns tonight. All right, Tony, and when we go to the Houston side of this, okay, we talked about how James Harden is coming back. We talked about El Chapo and how well he's been playing with his 26% usage rate at 9,500. But with Gerald Green out and Trevor Ariza out, I wonder, what do you think about my man Bamute at only 3,200? This this is interesting. I, I don't think it's a bad play, but here's why I wouldn't do it is he just doesn't shoot enough when he gets in and again in the contest. The guy that I would go to in that case is P.J. Tucker at 3,500. P.J. Tucker gets the rebounds, and he gets a couple shots off. He'll be there. So either one of these guys, you can look. I'd go Tucker at 3,500 over Amute at 3,200. Don't, don't play James Harden tonight. He's only going to 
This is weird, too. He only played James a full Harden, complement of minutes, right? He's only playing 25 minutes. That's what the, the came out, right? 25 minutes. Now it's around 25 minutes. Mm. And I've been telling you guys for a long time that James Harden only comes out when he wants to come out, that the coach doesn't have any say in it. And so I'm going to take the risk that uh, Dan Antonio is going to put his foot down. He's only going to play 25 minutes. That makes Chris Paul one of the top plays at 9500 bucks. as long as James Harden isn't going to play the whole game. I think Clint Capella is another center at 6700 bucks. Uh, that's in play. I would put him ahead of Biombo and right behind Joel Embiid. I think he's the second-best center based on the money tonight. Let me ask you about this. Following the same logic that Harden is back but won't get a good complement of minutes, so you know there's still going to be some production out there. What about Eric Gordon, 6,300? Wouldn't he be filling those minutes with no with yeah. uh, a limited complement of time for James Harden and, like we said, Ariza, Gerald Green being out? Couldn't those minutes and that kind of responsibility fall to Eric Gordon tonight? You know, it's a funny part about it. That it could, but I think it could also be the only guy in the lineup tonight that loses minutes. Huh. When you look at what the way he's been playing, he's been playing um, the two guard to start the game, which Harden will be now occupying. He's been the first guy off the court. So basically, he'd come off the court, then Chris Paul would come out and he would go to the point guard. Well, that's usually Harden's role uh, when he's there. So mm-hmm. I don't know how he gets mixed up if he goes to the small forward, which is Trevor Ariza's role, and gets playing time there. So I think you're right. He could get some extra minutes, and I think he's a decent play tonight. But I think if you look at the whole scope of things, by bringing Hodden back, it affects two of the positions that he occupies that he could actually lose minutes and be the only one when they have two guys out to lose minutes. All right, fair enough. Let's start looking at the last game on tonight's slate, Tony. The Indiana Pacers are in the Pacific Northwest in Portland to take on the Trailblazers and keep it weird. The Trailblazers are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. 213 is the total. Tony, every time we talk about the Pacers, I want to kind of almost like it's a tracker. It's almost like we're the Gallup poll. I want to ask you about Victor Oladipo. This is a guy is having such a kind of renaissance of a season, will likely, in my opinion, be the most improved player in the NBA. To be quite honest, in my opinion, is outperforming Paul George, who he was traded for, but his price has fluctuated. I've seen him at 9000 and above, and you've told me in those situations it's a little bit too much. He's back down to 8500 with his 26 usage rate and the fact that uh, Portland while they are a good defensive team in the top 10, they don't necessarily defend the shooting guard that well can I get Victor Oladipo in lineups tonight? Yeah, you absolutely can I don't have him in my lineup because I went with Paul and Embiid, right? And then I balanced it out but you could make the case to drop down Oladipo uh, from uh, Chris Paul, and I think he'll be pretty close. I think it'll be pretty close uh, there. The only thing that's a hindrance to that is the higher game total uh, in the other one there. So I think you could drop down, but you save a thousand bucks. You could drop down to Victor Oladipo. So I think you got a shot there at the twenty-seven percent usage rate. He's the only one I love on this side of the game, uh, Victor Oladipo in this game. I think when you look at it, you can make the case. For Bogdanovich at 4,100, but we talked about two guys at 3,700, 3,500 on the Houston Rockets game uh, with Amute. We, we talked about Rozier at 4,700. Those are all the plays in there. So he's the only guy I like on that side. But when we get to the Indiana Pacers side, right, when we get to the, the Indiana Portland, um, the Portland, Portland side. side again, yeah, against Indiana, they can't defend the center well at all. Mm-hmm. And Joseph Nurkic is a guy that you can go in it and you can put in there with confidence. 
Darren Collison's a smaller point guard, so he usually has problems defending. So Damon Lillard could be there. So it's basically Lillard's a top price guy, and we fu- we have better matchups than him. and not there, but Nurkic is there. But I've gone over about five centers, and we only have a four-game slate. So that's the problem is there's so many good center mm-hmm. options tonight. I would probably rank him number four. Really? So behind Biombo, behind Capella? I, I put him behind Embiid number one. Sure, but he's Capella a lot more no- money, right? Then yeah, these other guys are yeah. in the same price range. Yeah, it, 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 I would put Capella uh, ahead of him in the same price range. All right, fair enough. I want to ask you just for kind of uh, norming purposes or for my own frame of reference, right? Oladipo at like 8500 or Jimmy Butler at 8800 See, I'd, go, I'd give a little edge to Jimmy Butler, and it wouldn't shock me. Like, it wouldn't shock me to be wrong there. Like, I think it's that close. But Jimmy Butler's going to – Jimmy Butler's a guy, kind of like Oladipo, that were defensive players when they came in the league, and they just kept working on their offensive game. So they get every category. You're going to get a couple steals with these guys. Right. You're going to get a bunch of shots. Now, the only thing you can, you can go and say that Oladipo has an advantage over – uh, Jimmy Butler is a usage rate. You could see Victor Oladipo be the only guy shooting in there. They take their best offensive weapon, Miles Turner, out of the game. He's not playing tonight. So uh, Jimmy Butler's got Kyle Anthony Towns to deal with. Um, he's got uh, a couple other big players there. Uh, Wiggins, a guy that's going to shoot the ball every time he gets the ball. So he doesn't have to deal with that. That's the thing that goes in Oladipo's favor if you want him to split that up. All right, fair enough. So there you have it, guys. We have a four-game slate. We've gone game by game. Keep it locked here to Lineup Lock Live, presented by DailyRoto.com, because at the end of the show, Tony Sincata is going to reveal his DraftKings lineup for this four-game slate. The man cashed by putting in multiple Memphis Grizzlies in his <laughs> lineup yesterday. So if we can make that happen, I'm sure we can make it happen with a four-game slate. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Tony, you made a great point before when we were talking about you know the Boston globe and and whatever's going on with tom brady right obviously tom brady is going to play in the afc championship game okay they will shoot him up with whatever psis need be right but here's my question for you he did technically i i we've said this during the football season i hate midweek additions to the injury report. I also hate downgrades throughout the week. So regardless of what the uh, sleuths out there on the Boston Globe are saying, he technically went from limited to DNP today. He technically received a new bump or bruise at some point this week. I know he's going to play. I know he's Tom Brady. But... Does that maybe mean that there's uh, some opportunity to go with a different quarterback in your DFS lineup, a Bortles, a Keenum? Because I know you set up the poll, Tom Brady or anybody else, right? So do you have any um, reason to go with anybody else? I'm gonna when we come back, we we got a little special announcement we're gonna make it, and we'll we'll get into this discussion. I think I had a guy before the injury that I liked. Um, I'll use Tom Brady in most of my lineups, but I have a guy that if you wanted to go out there, and I think he should go outside the box on some of these tournaments. Mm-hmm. And I actually got the only guy I think you can use. And uh, we'll talk about it and go through it because you can't go Tom Brady. Everybody's going to go. Exactly. Paul, it's 50-50, right? And I also don't think you play cash games this week because we're only down to two games. Mm. It's very limited there. I think you put a couple – you don't play the same volume. You play in a couple tournaments – 
and you take a shot, a shot on a couple teams. All right, fair enough. So that's a great that's a great place to stop because we do have to go to a break here. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We got to pay a little bit of bills every now and then as well. But as you mentioned, when we come back, we're going to talk through a little bit of strategy of uh, you know how you go about roster construction when there's only two games on the slate, and maybe you want to go into a tournament lineup and go away from Tom Brady. I got to tell you guys. Tony's going to talk about Case Keenum. I'm going to talk about Blake Bortles. I think that's the way it's going to go. We will find out because don't you want to know? And also, don't you want to know about the very special announcement from Tony Sincata? If you do, come on back. It's Lineup Block Live. Hello, friends. If you want to win at fantasy sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at fantasy sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the fantasy draft sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back. It is Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're presented by DailyRoto.com. Tony, before we went to break, we said we were going to talk a little bit about football, about how we got to play the quarterback position and Championship Sunday DFS. But before we get into that, you said you had a special announcement. What is it? Yeah, the Fantasy Sports Trade Association uh, started out giving out their awards tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern. I haven't been notified that I've won any awards, so... I'm kind of Are you about to say that Lineup Lock Live is best show? No, unfortunately, it's not. Well, I, I yeah, nobody it might told be. me it has. It is in my mind, in my mom's mind. Uh, but DailyRoto.com's Drew Dinkmeyer wins the Fantasy Sports Trade Association's inaugural Humanitarian of the Year Award. Humanitarian of the Year Award to Drew Dinkmeyer. The Fantasy Sports Trade Association announced DailyRoto's Drew Dinkmeyer is the winner of the Humanitarian Award, the recognition for Dinkmeyer's Wellymaker efforts in 2017. So basically, Drew has won a million dollars in the Millionaire Maker Contest back in week 15 of the 2014 NFL season. He's won uh, many other tournaments there, but that was the big one. He won the million dollar uh, contest there. So what he decided to do is he asked fellow fantasy players to donate 20 bucks the entry fee, which it cost in that contest to play, and he named it the Wellymaker Campaign to run charity to get water to people that didn't have clean drinking water. So basically, Drew put together this 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 plan, this process to get clean drinking water to underprivileged communities by putting efforts to building drilled wells and implementing spring protections in biosand filters. The Wellymaker's initial goal was to raise $10,000 from donations an amount he pledged to personally match in his fundraising campaign. Dick Byron noted that 10000 would be enough to support a fully funded water project that can provide sustainable solutions to clean water for entire villages. Well, he did a little better than that. He raised over $40,000 wow. and provided clean water solutions for over 1,300 people. And so uh, this is going to be a big story, and congratulations to Drew Dinkmeyer. Now, he didn't know he was going to win this award, uh, but today is his 36th birthday. So what did Drew do? He'd come up with another campaign. And you can check out all those details at DillyRoto.com. 
and he's uh, actually going to try to knock down some more clean water for some more villages for the people that need help. And tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, uh, Drew Dinkmeyer will be joining our show right here on DailyRoto.com, and we'll talk to him about this, and we'll talk to him about Daily Fantasy Sports. Uh, so t- t- tune in tomorrow night, and congratulations to Drew Dinkmeyer. Absolutely. Let me echo Tony Sincata's sentiments. Congratulations to Drew. This idea of the Welly Makers, that, that's complete. That's amazing. You know, and all it takes is $20. I mean, you know, all football season, we were talking about our partnership with, say, DKMS and how you can help the fight against blood cancer. I mean, come on, guys. We're talking about people that are winning thousands of dollars, a million dollars, the least you could do is think about how you can use .001% of that winnings to really, really aid communities in need, people in need. So right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, it's not only about how you win that cash, but what you can do with some of that cash. I am absolutely excited to have Drew Dinkmeyer join the show tomorrow, FSTA Humanitarian of the Year, and we'll have to uh, make sure we get out how people can also donate or contribute to this Welly Maker cause. And we got a surprise guest a little later in the show tomorrow night that uh, actually uh, had a lot to do with uh, Drew Dinkmeyer. And in fact, um, I don't know if it's one of those Tom Brady situations and, uh, you know, in that secret guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got, I, I, I'm bringing on the man behind Drew Dinkmeyer as well. Okay, that's uh, in journalism. We call that a tease, Tony. I am very excited <laughs> for tomorrow's episode. We're going to be uh, doing a lot here on a Friday tomorrow. We got NBA games. We got to get you ready for Championship Sunday, and we'll have Drew join us here on Lineup Lock Live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tony, I mean, maybe we can win a different FSTA award. You know, maybe we could win Best Show, or maybe uh, you know, I will tell you the truth. I was um. I was nominated for Best Newcomer uh, for that oh, yeah. Best Newcomer Award. Yeah, I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know uh, what kind of chance I have, but uh, I heard that I was nominated. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, yeah we won. I think we won in 2014 the uh, uh, the Best Radio Show. Nando Defino, myself, nice. Corey Parsons produced that show, and. Um, it, it, it was it was fun. It was great. It was unexpected, and um, and I know the guys on On Target won it last year. Absolutely, so a lot of great stuff happening here, and a lot of uh, great hosts there. And it's you know it's great to be part of the industry, uh, but it's kind of messed up sometimes because I feel like we should win every year. Yeah, I hear you. We are the only 24-hour-a-day, <laughs> day-a-week source of free fantasy insight, information, analysis, and entertainment to help you win your leagues and win that cash. Tony, we were talking about Tom Brady and how maybe the way to play it this week is to go away from Tom Brady because he's going to be such chalk, right? And instead of going cash games, take your shot. It's pretty much the last week of the football season. I know they do like the Pro Bowl and Super Bowl slate, which we'll get into some strategy maybe that sometime next week. But here's, here's what I'm going to say. Let me let me tell you where I'm going. I mentioned it to you at the beginning of the week, Tony. I'm going with Blake Bortles, and here are three reasons why. One, one thing I know about Bill Belichick is that they like to take away your number one option. And when they look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, I bet they are going to try to bottle up Leonard Fournette and force Blake Bortles to beat them. So I'm going to take my shot hoping that he can. That's number one. Number two, we've talked about this before. It's like a nine or a nine and a half point spread. So if you believe the people in Vegas, you got to think they are going to have to be throwing the ball. More attempts means more potential for production. So I like that as well. And number three. 
Blake Bortles runs more than any other quarterback on the slate. I look at all those, and I looked at at least on FanDuel, he's the third most expensive quarterback behind Brady and behind Keenum. I'm going with Bortles service, Tom. Yeah, I, I don't love the play, but I don't hate it either. Here's here, I'll give you the negatives here. Is that Marquise Lee and Blake Bortles had a thing going, and they were really good. Marquise Lee's been banged up since the playoff started. So I think that's going to hurt Blake Bortles, and I think it has hurt it, and I think it's actually contributed to the higher rushing totals that we're seeing in this playoffs. so that could continue. I look at the Patriots. You know, these defensive metrics that you see for the season are absolutely incorrect because – Basically, the bottom line is uh, since week five, yeah, they they've only lost yeah, 16 points per game or something like that. So I think it's a tough matchup, and I just can't see Blake Bortles going back and reading the defensive coverages that uh, Bill Belichick defense comes and puts on. And, and, and I, I don't see that, and I just don't think there's enough weapons there. The reason I lean to Case Keenum is because of the weapons. I think it's a little... It's a tough matchup. I think that Philadelphia's got a good defense, and I think they can get the quarterback. But the bottom line is when you've got two guys uh, at the wide receiver position like they do uh, with Thielen and Stephon Diggs, and we saw Stephon Diggs come up big the other sure. game, and Case Keenum, ability to throw the ball downfield, where Blake Bortles, you know what, as good as he's played some games, he doesn't want to throw the ball downfield. A lot of those yards are based on a, a, a running game. I, I really think that Case Keenum is the guy to go with. All right, fair enough. I mean, that's why, like you said, maybe you do a couple of lineups and tournaments and GPPs and you yeah. go away from Tom Brady. I understand that the other thing that's important, I think, with the Keenum play that you mentioned, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, their run defense is stout. We know their pass defense is less so. The Eagles are also, I think, bottom five. Check me if you want, Tony. I think they're bottom five in terms of allowing receptions to the backs coming out of the yeah. backfield. So for me, and we know oh, you know, Lat Murray is just going to try to go up against this running, this D-line and this rush defense. I think Jarek McKinnon could be an interesting play this week, Tone. What do you think? I, I, I do, too. I do, too. But it's going to be real interesting on the, on the running backs and how you go and use them. Because if you believe in Jacksonville, you probably want to use Leonard Fournette at 7200 bucks, right? Or you probably believe in the Patriots, you want to use Deion Lewis. So I think those guys are going to be everybody's uh, number one back. It's going to be Lewis or Fournette. Or some people will try to get both those guys in, right. right? And then James White is an interesting option to me because everybody talks about the good defensive backs that they have in Jacksonville, and they do. Mm-hmm. The one thing the Patriots are going to do, well, how do we attack them? Well, I got Rob Gronkowski. Right. I'm going to use him. But if they use Jalen Ramsey on Gronkowski, then I take the running backs out of the backfield, and James White comes into play. Yeah, but here's my other thing with that, Tone. I mean, I know you you are plugged in to the Boston sports. You definitely are. I'm seeing, though, today that, once again, Rex Burkhead back practicing today. So what if Burkhead comes back in the mix? Isn't he the exact guy that can exploit the kind of personnel that you're talking about? If Gronk gets taken away by Ramsey, you're talking about James White. Couldn't Rex Burkhead also be in the mix, further clouding the situation? He could, but he again limited. I think he's going to basically, if he plays, he's just going to be a backup. The one thing the Patriots have done every year for the last couple of years is when playoff time comes, Danny Amendola gets dusted off the closet, right. uh, James White gets dusted off the closet, right. and they just come out there. I mean, we saw last week when Amendola had eleven for yep. one hundred and twenty-two yards, and these guys don't do anything during the season, and it's like you know what. We keep them the small guys. We keep them ready to go. And in the postseason, bang, 
those are Tom Brady's guys. All right, I hear you. And we only got a little bit of time here. We talked Jacksonville running backs, New England running backs. Even talked a little bit about Minnesota, you know, Latavius Murray versus Jarek McKinnon. We both think McKinnon might be the play. Let me ask you, as it relates to Philly, you got Jay Ajayi up as one of the top of the price chain, but you were talking about this last week. I even texted you when LeGarrette yeah. Blunt got his vulture TD in the first like six minutes of action. Would you think about ever going back to the LGBT well? No, I thought. You know what's crazy? I thought he would get more work than he did last week. He's going to get the goal line nine, work. I know he got nine. He, see, he got nine attempts, right, and fifteen attempts for Jay Ajayi. So we're not far off. But I don't think they're going to run the ball that many times to be successful in this game. So I'm a little concerned about how many there. I would probably skip both backs. But if you made me go to with one of them, I'd probably go Jay Ajayi in this game. And like last week, I was all over Blunt, and he's still 3700 bucks. Yeah, so we will see. We'll talk about it a little bit more tomorrow as we start to kind of put together lineups for you for championship weekend. But when we come back here, there's a four-game slate in the NBA. We went game by game. But when we come back, we reveal Tony Sincata's lineup on a Thursday right here on Lineup Lock Live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Talking about a Flalo, does it matter if he connects on the punch or not when it comes to the discipline? I guess it does, so it's all about intent. That's what I'm saying. It's the inputs, not the outputs, right? Right, so you don't have to be good and actually land something. If he landed and broke the guy's jaw, he would have got more than two-game suspension. There's no consistency here. We need to appeal, appeal, appeal. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Line of Block Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is the time of the show that everybody's tuning in for. It's basically a cheat code to tune in at around 6.55 and just enter whatever the Tony Sincata says for your NBA lineup. If you've been doing that so far this season, you're up in the black. But we want you to listen to everything we do so you can understand how we build that lineup. Tony, why don't you uh, reveal the cheat code, flop the nuts, make the people some money tonight. Yeah, here's the thing. I had my uh, lineup done an hour before the show, and I just changed it during the last commercial break. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I got Isaiah Thomas, 5700 bucks. Marcus Smart, 5100 Evan Fournier, 5500 Aaron Gordon, 7500 So we're taking on that uh, Cleveland defense. Joel Embiid, 9400 Terry Rozier, 4700 P.J. Tucker will get extra time with those uh, suspensions, 3500 And your guy, Victor Oladipo, 8500 So going with a balanced approach here. And beats my highest guy at 9400 Oladipo, Aaron Gordon tonight, and those guys, um, and the rest, all $5,000 plays with the one punt uh, play, P.J. Tucker, 3500 bucks. But I think he gets plenty of playing time with the injury. In the last game, he played 22 minutes, got 15 fantasy points, played 31 minutes, got 23 the game before that. Only 3700 bucks. All right, there you go. So Tony's living in the eight $9,000 range today, going away from LeBron James. Instead, going with guys like Embiid, Oladipo, uh, you know, and Aaron Gordon, I believe. Did you say Aaron Gordon was the other $8,000 yes. guy? All right, so that's where yeah. we're going. Hey, Tony, and I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's show. We're going to have Drew Dinkmeyer on fresh off of his, his FSTA Humanitarian of the Year Award. We're going to hear a little bit more about um, the, the Welly Makers. I think that is very interesting. Up next, Tony, on 
the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As you know, Speeds, the statistician, stays in this seat for the fantasy freestyle. What I've been doing, Tony, uh, previewing Championship Sunday, is I've been doing my confidence ranks. I did them of all the defenses and then of all the offenses. Today I do the coaching, who I'm like most confident in in terms of the four coaching staffs. And it, I, I have a poll up on Twitter. Would you prefer your NFL team to be the best in the league at, and then the options are at quarterback, at with your defense, with yeah. coaching, or with your O line and D line? I am very surprised. Quarterback is not winning this poll, Tony. Do you know? Can you guess what is? Yeah, so I see this poll oh, at, at first at, a while ago, a couple hours ago, and at first I said quarterback and easy. You can't win in this game with quarterback without quarterbacking. But then coaching, like, you know, I always said the Jacksonville Jaguars when they struggled, forget getting these free agents, forget do this, get ten, spend $10 million and get Bill Cower out every time and mm. get John Gruden. And get Because I was a Patriots fan, and we sucked my whole life growing up until they hired Bill Parcells, and then everything changed. Uh, so I think it's one of those two. Interesting. It is not, my friend. And, you know, right. uh, the interesting part is I, I'm reminded of the uh, Gruden press conference when Mark Davis pretty much said the same thing, right? There's no salary cap on coaches. So that's yeah. where you can kind of have a differentiating factor. And don't get me wrong, the Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone, simpatico, like they have an identity, and look what happens. They go from 3-13 and 13 to the AFC Championship game. But check it out. No, quarterback is second at 34%. Your idea of coaching is dead last at 11, 38% Tony are saying they'd rather have the best offensive and defensive lines in football. Yeah, the games well, are won I, in the trenches maybe, you know? I, I don't know about that. I, I, if you go back and you see some of these Super Bowls, they seem to have a pretty good quarterback in each one of these ones. You would and think it so. It must be a lot of New York fans voting in this poll because they're not, they're not used to having anyone that can coach in New York. That might be the case, but I agree. You need a cornerback or a quarterback, or you basically need, you know, Ray Lewis, Derek Brooks on the like on the other side. But, uh, you know, we'll see what winds up happening. Championship Sunday. But tomorrow, we will be right back here. We'll be joined. It is an honor to be joined by Drew Dinkmeyer, and we'll get you ready to win a little bit of cash. Over the weekend here for Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. This has been Lineup Lock Live. We are presented by DailyRoto.com right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a good night, Tony.